first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I am Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and today we are going to be talking about the fight of Natalie Osborne, Magic School Bus Rides Again, and Summer Fun with Mo Lang. But first, we are going to be talking with Benjamin about the fight. How are you doing, Benjamin? I'm doing very well and uh, excited to talk about this movie. So, uh, to start off, can you explain to us what this movie is about? Sure. So the fight follows the ACLU, which has been around for over a century, and they're dedicated to kind of fighting for our constitutional rights. And this follows four cases. The the ACLU has filed over 150 lawsuits against the Trump administration, and this follows just four of those cases and the lawyers in charge of them. And one of them is immigrants' rights, one of them is reproductive rights, one of them is LGBT rights, and I, oh, and voting rights. And you just sort of follow these lawyers and you learn who they are as people, but also learn what their cases mean and how important each of those, each of these four cases end up being. And it's inspiring, it's powerful, it's very topical. The, they started shooting in 2017, and they've been following these lawyers for close to three years. And but it's also it doesn't pull its punches, you know. It's not it doesn't sugarcoat like the truth of uh, the situation these lawyers are in. Well, that's good because of course with um, such very serious topics of this, you don't want to sugarcoat something like that. So, um, of course, I'm I do want to talk about um, how this deals with the real world world subjects, but I want to talk first about the technical aspects of this film. As this film is a documentary, how do you think it? Um, how do you how successful do you think it was as a documentary? I think it's very compelling. You do really buy in to these people and what they're fighting for. Not only as like someone who is affected by these decisions, but also just getting to know how much these cases mean to these people, mm-hmm. uh, how far they go to do right by the people they are protecting. And I think, it, yeah, I think it functions really well. It's not too long. It's like a tight 90 minutes. And I thought in terms of technical aspects, I thought a really interesting choice made was they can't have, they can't have cameras in the courtrooms. So mm-hmm. they use animation over the audio which I thought was a really cool way of doing it. It almost looks like the kind of, sometimes you'll see like artwork done uh, since they can't take pictures in there, artwork done to represent what happened and it's done in that sort of style. And it wasn't something that had been like overly, uh, it hadn't really been shown in the trailer and it was kind of surprising, but I really thought it worked. That's interesting, yeah. I mean, that's actually a very creative way to get through that problem, but it also, you know, I guess it's just, like, that's actually really creative. I want to hear more about that, because, like, so, like, can you um, go into a bit more detail with these segments, like, how well were they animated, or, like, were there any that stood out to you? Yeah, sure. It's it's very professional. Uh, I remarked on that. I mean, it looks first rate. It's not 
they're not in motion. Like they are still, still almost like paintings. And I thought it was just a really creative way to overcome one of the barriers that comes with making a movie about uh, these professions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we are talking about the fight, Osborne, Magic School Bus Rides Again, and Summer Fun with Mo Lang. And right now, I am talking to Benjamin about the fight. So when we left off, Benjamin was telling me about the very creative ways this documentary uh, deals with um, the courtrooms. And uh, as you mentioned, how they can't film the courtrooms, um, but they can, they can film everything else. So how is the cinematography in this documentary? Um, it's very good. It's, I, I really like, I like documentaries where you're following like someone's life and they're using a lot of interesting footage. But I also really enjoy the format of following someone around. Uh, like the camera is almost kind of a, you feel like you're there with these people, which I, I'm sure that's been said before and that's kind of what they were going for. But you really do are more, uh, you're more, you buy more into these people's journeys when you're spending so much time with them and it feels so intimate your interactions with them and yeah I just I thought it was very effective mm-hmm. and since this film is following um members of the ACLU can you uh go into detail about that like what do we learn about these people and their lives and their jobs sure well there's a fun sequence for one of the lawyers I believe Chase Strangio he there's sequence where he's on a call and it follows the various ways he keeps his child who's like four or five busy during the call to keep him from distracting. That's one of my favorite moments. That's one something I really like about the movie is you learn about these people as people, but it never over glamorizes them, right? Like there's a sequence where someone gets a key decision in one of their cases. They can't look at it because their phone is not charged and they have to like huddle in a Starbucks. <laughs> uh, I just thought those moments were really fun and kind of humanizing them. And well, there's a carrot, there's a lawyer in the movie who has several problems when it comes to the technology he uses. And some, well, this isn't really stuff you learn about them as people. So I apologize for not really answering your question. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a really fun part of the movie is just seeing these very everyday problems applied to these very impressive people. No, you still answered my question because I feel like that's kind of more what I was getting at when you follow when like a documentary is following like a group of people. It's like you, you know you kind of want to see parts like that. But of course, this film is about several very serious real world issues. And how well do you think this film handles these subjects? Were there any that you feel like should have gotten a bit more screen time or were a bit like didn't really go into it that much? Or I do think. That And this is also because there's a lot of ground they have to cover in only 90 minutes. I think, like, another, my only real flaw with this movie is another 10 minutes, I think, would have really benefited. Because there is, by the end, I mean, there's some emotional punches, uh, positive ones and negative ones. But I think it would have helped to sustain those a little more if it spent just a little more time with these lawyers, but also with the cases. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just based off of like, because you said it was Im- uh, immigrant rights, voting rights, abortion rights, and uh, LGBT rights. Um, out, out of these four individually, um, how well do you think these topics were handled in terms of like going into the actual 
like legal issues with them. Yeah, um, I thought it did a good job of that. It's it's very just by virtue of the cases being involved, it feels very prescient. It's never trying to be overly of the times. That's just the world we're living in, right? Like those are the issues that are being decided by these people. And it's not up to the filmmakers to go for those moments. It's just the story they were telling has a lot to say about where we are and the issues that continue to affect us every day. Mm-hmm. And so final question, um, what star rating would you give this film and what age rating would you give it? I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five and I'm going to give it a three, uh, a three to 18. I really think this is an important movie. It has its flaws, but I also think it's one of the movies where I think you kind of, it's very, it's, like I said, it's important, but I think it's kind of a must-see just to understand some of these really important topics, and I would highly recommend it, and I believe it comes out, well, in theaters. I don't really know what that means anymore, but in, in theaters and on VOD July 31st. All right. Well, thank you for talking to me about the fight, Benjamin. Thank you. And let's take a break. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by the Magic School Bus Rides Again Blast Off. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Calissa Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First. We've been talking about the fight, and next we will be talking with Natalie Osborne, and I'm going to pass it off 
to Natalia. Hello, I'm Natalia Jackson, reporting from Kids First. Today, I have the honor and pleasure to catch up with Natalie Osborne, Chief Strategy Officer of Nine Story Media Group. Natalie oversees strategic partnerships, worldwide sales, acquisitions, consumer products, and marketing. Nine Story Media Group is a leading creator, producer, and distributor of award-winning animation and action-packed live content for audiences all around the world. Wow, you joined the company in 2006. What a superstar you are. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Natalia. I'm so glad that I get to talk to you. I love animated and action-packed animations that we could just enjoy on a daily. First and foremost, um, congratulations. You were recognized as 2016's WXN Canada's Most Powerful Woman Top 100 Award winner in honor celebrating fearless female leaders whose efforts to succeed on a daily impact others and really inspire them, especially for me, a young woman who hopes to achieve in my career as well. That is very extraordinary, I must say. How do you feel to be honored as one of Canada's most powerful women? Well, um, I have to say it was a thrill. Um, in some ways, it feels like a lifetime ago, 2016, and in some ways, it feels just like yesterday. Um, however, it's it's still, every time I think about it, I'm just delighted to have been recognized along with all of those other uh, amazing, accomplished women. And sometimes as women, we don't celebrate each other enough. So, um, I, you know, it's very special that, you know, that happened, and, and I still honored by that award. I, I love your sense of unity, um, how we don't celebrate or admire our hard work with each other enough. I love how you unify us all together. It's really amazing and inspiring to hear from another young woman in the making who is doing amazing things. Again, congratulations. That is a wonderful Thank accomplishment. You. Thank and you. with that, you bring over 14 years of experience in the entertainment industry from your work as Vice President of Acquisitions for Universal Pictures based in London, how cool is that, to VP of Worldwide Children's Programming for NBC Universal to Chief Strategy Officer of Nine Story Media Group. Yeah. I mean, you've been 13 years, what an experience you've had. And I just have to ask, can you describe what your job entails on a daily slash weekly basis in terms that an 11-year-old can understand? Because I'm sure you got a lot going on. Yes, a lot of like really good questions there. Um, so overall, I've been in the entertainment business for, if you add the time with um, NBC Universal and the time at Nine Story, it's been like 25 years. And I have been uh, working in various different parts of the business uh, for a long, long time. But I sort of fell into the kids part and I when I when I stumbled across children's programming and kids programming I fell in love with it and then so for the last I'd say 14 years that's been my sole focus and it's been with Nine Story Media Group and when I started it wasn't as chief strategy officer my job has really evolved uh, a lot over the last 14 years with the company and so currently in my strategy role, what I do is I work across the various different divisions. You mentioned earlier when you were describing my role that I had a lot of different divisions reporting into me. So international distribution, consumer products, acquisitions, digital, marketing. And so on a daily basis, I work with each of those divisions 
to come up with plans um, for the rollout of our content and really to grow our business and to grow our revenue. So no two days are the same. No two hours are the same. Every day I, you know, from, from one day I could be working really hand in hand with our creative affairs team and talking about a new show, reading scripts, commenting on visual designs. Then I would go straight into a finance meeting where I'm looking at Excel spreadsheets and I'm looking at numbers and finance plans and budgets. Um, and then I could be working with our marketing team talking about like an international rollout strategy and how, we, how we're going to launch a show. So it's really varied and um, I have to be like, have to switch sort of my creative and my finance brains a lot. Um, but that's what I love about it. I get to really sort of uh, work in, you know, work and use my brain in various different ways. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we are talking about the fight, Magic School Bus Rides Again, and Summer Fun with Malin. And right now, Natalia is talking with Natalie Osborne. One thing that I love that you shared is how each day is a new day. You come across new things, which I think is awesome to have a job like that. And to be able to love it as much as you do would be pretty awesome. I'm definitely loving it. And one awesome thing you shared is that you also have worked there for about 13 years. It has been your soul. It has been your passion. You've loved it at um, 9.9 Story Media Group. And it kind of asked me the question, can you share some highlights of what you developed there and how 9 Story Media Group has evolved? Okay. So when I started at 9 Story in 2006, I think we were about 23 people and we had one show. And cut to today, almost 14 years later, um, we are now nearly 1,200 people across five different locations. So we, are, we started in Toronto, um, and now we are in New York, Dublin, Manchester, um, and Bali. So we're uh, now truly a global company. When we started off as a Canadian company, now we're headquartered in Canada. However, we have a global footprint. Um, as I mentioned, our workforce is nearly 1,200, and we have uh, over 4,500 half hours in our catalog. So we went from that one show to many, many shows that now we get to distribute all over the world. And some of my personal highlights that I, you know, some of the things that I was uh, championing all along um, creatively as well, there were things like um, the movie that we did with Disney back in 2009, Harriet the Spy Blog Wars. And that was um, sort of a highlight of mine because we hadn't done one of those before. And it was something that I really wanted our company to um, get behind. So that was a personal sort of, you know, a personal um, joy for me to work on. <laughs> and then um, most recently, we, we had a Christmas special, holiday special called Angela's Christmas. And it was based on a Frank McCourt uh, book. And it was the only children's book that he's written. He was a uh, Pulitzer Prize winner um, writer of, of adult fiction. And uh, so we adapted his children's book into a holiday special, 
and it was voted Time Magazine's uh, Top 10 Christmas Specials on Netflix in 2018. And we're now currently working on a sequel. So, so those are two of like my, my very special projects that I've worked on. But there are many more. They're all my babies. <laughs> I love how you identify them as your babies. It's really, I just want to point out one more time and admire the fact of how much she loves her job. It's wonderful to get to know that. And I also had a question, um, kind of leading into that. How, your rise to the top is literally captured captivating. I love to hear about inspiring women and just the rise of how, where you've started and where you've got it now. You developed a role and a name for yourself at Nine Story Media Group, which is fascinating, mind-blowing, I must say. How do you measure success for yourself and for your company? Um, so thank you for those kind words, first of all, Natalia. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so the way I measure success for me personally, and it is very personal for everyone, for me it's about the relationships that I make along the way and um, really sort of building our business but doing it with a lot of integrity and making sure that um, we are true to our values. So for me, of course, growing your company and, and revenue is important, but you can't have that. And in my view, feel successful if you're not maintaining those re uh, relationships and really being authentic and, and um, true to your values. So that's how I measure success. And I do, like for, for me, um, joining Nine Story, actually, that's kind of, I, let me tell you a little bit about that because you know, I, I was working at Universal Studios in London, England for a long time. And before that, I lived in New York and worked for a film company there. And when I moved back to Canada, I am Canadian. Um, Nine Story, as I mentioned, was this very, very small company. And the founder, Vince Camiso, contacted me and said, I heard you move back to Canada. Would you be interested in, in joining my company? And I thought, well, there's not really much... For me to do I had a vision of going back into the corporate world and working for a big multimedia multinational company and um, but when we talked and Vince told me about his vision and I really believed in what he wanted to do I thought I can make a difference here and I can actually um, affect change and I, I wouldn't be like one in, you know, tens of thousands of employees for me feeling the reward of everything that I do on a day-to-day -day basis has a direct impact on the growth and of the company. So that's what lured me in and what fascinated me. So that's also part of how I view success is uh, for me to be able to um, have an influence and make an impact and make a difference. Wow, I love how your core values are just based in how the fact of what you can do to contribute to this change. Um, when you began, you shared there was not many people there. Um, it was very little. I mean, I've been a small company, but you believed in his vision. You believe that this can grow into something even better. And it has, I mean, so many cool shows, everyone. It's so amazing. Childhood favorites, even. It's crazy. I just interviewed Natalie Osborne, Chief Strategy Officer of Nine Store Media Group. I'm Natalie Jackson, reporting from Kids First. Bye! And let's take a break. I'm Post the Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by the Magic School Bus Rides Again Blast Off. 
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the fight and Natalie Osborne, and next we'll be talking with Celine and Jude about the Magic School Bus Rides Again. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Me too. So, to start off, can you give us a, uh, Jude, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on what the Magic School Bus Rides Again is all about? Well, once again, the Magic School Bus Rides Again blast off um, follows the same wacky teacher, Miss Frizzle, and her fifth grade class. Um, and this DVD takes you on four different episode stories of the, cla- of the class going on their wild adventures, such as like going into space or even flying over the Galapagos Islands. So basically, if you watch the Magic School Bus, this is a very similar pre- this is a very similar presence. Pre- premise <laughs> not much has really changed about that but since it is a reboot of course the question is going to come up how does it compare to the original and so both of you have explained to me that you uh watched the magic school bus a lot as a kid so celine can you uh give us basically what is your impression of this as a reboot how do you think it compares to the original stuff like that well, I was a little nervous before watching it, and then when I watched it, I actually really liked the new version, and the animation was really incredible, and it was more updated and more modern, and I really liked the bus and um, the series. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, same question to you, Jude. What do you think about this as a reboot? I was very nervous going into this DVD because unfortunately, sometimes when you make a remake, it can sadly diminish the love for the original. So I was really nervous going in. But after getting used to the new animation style, which turned out to be amazing, um, it made the whole DVD come up, um, come up as like as a breath of fresh air, and it proved again that all ages can love this, no matter what. Yeah, and you know, I think that is very important because trust me, as an animation fan, I totally understand the fear you guys were like experiencing. Um, that can be an entire like conversation on its own. But yeah, so it's glad to hear that um, you know you guys enjoyed it. I personally haven't seen it, but I, too, used to watch The Magic School Bus a lot. So this is pretty interesting to hear about. So um, to start off, you actually guys, you guys actually mentioned the uh, animation. So, um, Celine, can you uh, go into a little bit more detail about that? Well, the thesis and, like, the costumes are a lot more modern and upgraded. And especially the bus. The bus was definitely, definitely different, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And it was also, like, really high-tech in it, you know, especially the gadgets, too. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting to hear about. And, uh, Jude, um, what would you say, I'm assuming the cast is not the exact same cast as it was in the original. So how are the characters in the series? They're all great. They have amazing characterization. Um, they are complete remakes of the original characters, just different voice actors. Um, I was really happy to be seeing um, Kate McKinnon play Miss Frizzle because um, it just really proves that she can really do anything from like Ghostbusters or SNL. Um, she, and it follows her humor as well as a fan of her, as a fan of her voice acting and now voice acting. Um, but it was just put a smile on my face to see her playing a character that I could totally see her playing. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we are talking about The Fight and Natalie Osborne. And right now I am talking to Jude and Celine about the Magic School Bus Rides Again. So, Celine, um, as Jude was previously talking about the voice acting, I want to know what do you think about the voice acting in the series? Well, I was so happy when Lily Tomlin came back as Miss Frizzle, a.k.a. Professor Fizzle. And I was so happy that she finally came back. Mm -hmm. Because she's, like, really funny and she has a lot of personality into her voice acting. There was also a new character, Jyoti. And I really liked her and her personality. And it showed a lot throughout the series and the episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to hear. And I'm assuming, again, this is a edutainment series. Jude, can you tell us a little bit about that and how well the series does in terms of educating its uh, viewers? I was amazed by it because even as a teenager, I, I didn't care that it was, like, intended for younger audiences or anything because... It was completely educational, but then also made you laugh no matter what. It wasn't like, it wasn't jokes intended for uh, little kids. It was jokes intended for general audiences that everyone can understand. And it just really 
made me happy to hear it because I just, I, the, the magic school bus is, is truly magical. That's all I, that's, it always finds a way to make you smile and just want you to watch more. That's a really nice sentiment. And of course, don't ever worry about enjoying stuff that is intended for children because you know what? Enjoyment of media has no age. So there's nothing to worry about there. Celine, what would you say is your favorite character in this series? Well, I really liked all the characters, but I feel like Liz is still my favorite. He's just really funny, and I always enjoy watching him during the scenes. Mm-hmm. And same question to you, Jude. What would you say is your favorite character in the series? I know my answer is probably really predictable, but I have to say Miss Frizzle. She always has the same humor that I've known for 14 years and still doesn't fail to make me laugh. Hmm. That's understandable. And so final question, Celine, what would you, uh, what, what star rating would you give this series and what age rating would you give it? Well, this is pretty obvious, but I rate this DVD five out of five stars. And for the age rating, rating, I would probably do 6 to 16, because I feel like all ages can watch it. Even my older sister, who's in high school, still loves it, so. Well, that is nice to hear, and both of you, thank you so much for talking to me about the Magic School Bus. And let's take a break. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by the Magic School Bus Rides Again Blast Off. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. 
Hey, welcome back. I'm Coastal Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the fight, Natalie Osborne, and Magic School Bus Rides again. And next, we will be talking with Alexis and Cadence about summer fun with Molang. Welcome to the show, you two. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course, you're welcome. So to start off, Alexis, can you tell us a little bit about what this series is about? Well, it's about two best friends. They like to travel and have big adventures with each other. So I'm assuming this is an episodic series? Yes. All right. So, uh, Cadence, what did you think about the characters in the series? The characters were super cute, and they didn't talk, but you could tell what they're saying with their noises, and I thought it was very interesting how they would make noises with their expressions. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's actually uh, interesting, the fact that this doesn't have any voice acting, because I feel like, um, you know, you tend to appreciate it more when it is silent, because there's a lot more you have to convey instead of just saying it. On, on the same topic as that, uh, Alexis, what do you think about how this series, I guess, conveyed uh, emotion and, and the story, then, if there was no voice acting? Well, if there was no voice acting, it would be pretty hard to understand it, because it would just look like pictures. Well, yes, but I mean, like, do you think they did a good job of conveying it, of conveying, like, their emotions in terms of, like, the animation and, like, what, and, like, what was happening? So, probably by their body movement, and sometimes they even did little bubbles with pictures on it. It wasn't confusing, and they did a really good job, because I understand it very well. Mm -hmm. And so, Cadence, uh, what would you say is your favorite character in this series? My favorite character would be Pew Pew, who's a duck, one of the two best friends, because he's very brave, unlike his friend, and he's very confident, and I try to be more confident, too, and I think everyone should be confident. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we are talking about the fight, Natalie Osborne, and Magic School Bus Rides Again, and right now I am talking with Alexis and Cadence, about summer fun with Molang. So Alexis, uh, same question to you. What would you say is your favorite character in the series? Probably Molang because, well, he's very shy. Yeah, he's really shy and he gets freaked out really easily and he's very sensitive. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny how uh, both of you guys, um, each one of you chose one of the two titular characters for basically the opposite reason. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And so, Cadence, uh, what would you say uh, is your favorite episode in this uh, package? My favorite episode would probably be the bumpy vacation where they go to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Um, I like that film, well, that episode, because it, they do a lot of adventures, like, they get tubes, and they go on the water. It's like in the summer, and it reminds me of the summer, and I love the summer. It's my favorite season, and it reminds me of summer, and it's my favorite season, so that's why I love it. <laughs> and Alexis, same goes to you. What is your favorite episode, and why? Well, my favorite episode is the one where they go to the fair. It is because, well, Mulling, he wants, like, a stuffed animal, but he failed to get it. So, Pew Pew, I love the way how he, 
show, I love the way how we made up for it, and it made me smile and laugh. <laughs> That's nice. And so, how is the animation in this series? Uh, I'm, I'm, referring, I'm referring to Cadence, I mean, I forgot to say that. <laughs> That's fine. The animation is so cute. Uh, I always, it always made him smile when I saw the characters. And their face expressions are the cutest thing ever. I even like it. And I think older kids would still like it too. Mm, that's interesting to hear. And so, Alexis, do you agree with that? Or do you have anything else to say about the animation? Well, I agree. But I also think it's very funny. So, actually, on that topic, Cadence, would you agree with that, that this is a funny show? Oh, yes, very funny. It made me laugh a lot of times in this whole, all the episodes. It, I would always laugh. And so, final question, Alexis, uh, what star rating and age rating would you give this film? Well, I would give this five out of five stars, and I think it is recommended for ages three to... 18, and adults will enjoy it as well. All right, well, thank you both so much for talking to me. Thank you for asking us questions. It was very fun. You're welcome. Thank Bye. you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critic team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorlds.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by the Magic School Bus Rides Again, Blast Off. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye! Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week. <laughs>